Welcome back to the Tapes Archive podcast, where we release interviews that have never been heard before. Please listen to episode 000, an introduction for the full backstory about this podcast series. On this episode, we have the queen of the barbed one-liners, Joan Rivers. At the time of this interview in 1990, Ms. Rivers was 57 years old, hosting her own daytime TV show and out on tour with her latest stand-up act. In the interview, Joan shares her feelings on Johnny Carson, David Letterman, the TV biz, and how she's, and I quote, not any stupider than Oprah Winfrey. Not only was Joan Rivers an iconic trailblazer for women in comedy, but for comedy as a whole. By calling them as she saw them, she pushed the boundaries of what could and couldn't be said as much as Carlin or Pryor. As always, we have music critic Mark Allen at the helm conducting the interview. Before we get to the interview, we have a couple of housekeeping items. If you would like to support the show, please go over to the website at thetapesarchive.com and click on the support button. On there, you'll find many ways to show your support for the show, and all of them are free. While on the website, check out Mark's blog for more context of this interview and for some personal insight from Mark himself. The music that is playing is by the Budos Band. Please head over to wherever you get music and check them out. I can tell you from personal experience, this band will blow you away. While listening to the podcast, if you have any questions about the interview, please send them to thetapesarchive at gmail.com. We are going to do another podcast in the future featuring and answering your questions. One last thing, the Tapes Archive podcast is a proud member of the Osiris Podcast Network, a global community connecting passionate fans with podcasts and experiences about artists and topics you love. Thanks for tuning in, and now it's time to open the vault. Oh, that's all right. I figure you got more to do than I do. No, so you I'm not got very rushed today. Yeah. Huh. Well, good. Okay, you have a few minutes for me of now, course. so that's fine. Um, the one thing I, that I have never seen uh, written about that you have done uh, that I thought was extraordinary was the day of the Challenger disaster and when you were hosting the Tonight Show and uh, got out there. And I think, you, uh, I mean, you handled that as, as amazing, you know, so amazingly well. Uh, Thank you. How did the, what, what was the thoughts, what, what was going on that the day? The thoughts were that I'm not going to do a monologue when the whole country is in utter bereavement. And there was a major fight in the dressing room about it. And the producers said, no, no, this is the Carson formula, this is the Carson format, and this is what we do. And you're, you do what we tell you to do. And my husband said, then you just don't do the show, then you walk. Mm-hmm. And I got really that sticky. And finally said, all right, you have to do it. And so I just came out and said, we all were feeling. Mm-hmm. And then we did the show. And an interview show is fine, but jokes are not fine. Yeah. I mean, it just, the, I think everybody was just numb that day. Oh, and, beyond. And, you know, that that was just the, the, a great way to handle it. What kind of reaction did you get from it? Only positive mail. Mm-hmm. Everything was positive, so NBC never mentioned it again. It wasn't <laughs> NBC, it was the producers. You know, it was the Tonight Show. It uh, was never brought up again. Yeah. They, they pretty much denied you any success you had. Totally. They? Yeah. they never told you when um, you were right. I mean, it was always a thing of uh, a non-comment. So when I was right on that, it was just there were non, non-comments, mm-hmm. which lets you know you were right. That's so far behind, so far in the past. Who cares? That's true, but you know, I was looking at a lot of clips, and I have never seen that mentioned anywhere. And yeah, uh, I and think that's it's... Why it's wonderful. I mean, just sitting there and, and um, 
produce the bashing. That was it's stupid. It's yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so thank you for remembering. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, it really made a, you know it made a strong impact because you know usually the, the monologue. I mean, even if the jokes are funny, they're forgotten in a while. But you know you don't forget that day, and you don't forget something like that, especially when you're looking for a laugh or something to yeah. to get yourself going. Anyway, on to other things. Uh, kind of an open-ended question here. What gives you the strength to be Joan Rivers? Who knows? I just have a lot of energy. It's the only thing that makes me different from anybody else. I think I have more energy than any one of my friends. Mm -hmm. And it's just pure energy that gets me through the day. Yeah. I, and I'm thinking also the strength to, to have uh, endured some of the things that, that oh, you've had. Everybody's endured. Everybody's endured. How old are you? Uh, 31. You've gone through something already. Yeah, but I, I, it never it didn't happen in public. No, that's different. That's the flip side of the coin with all of us. That's the bad part of celebrity. Mm -hmm. But then the good part of celebrity is to get almost 100,000 uh, condolence notes from strangers. I mean, so you went through the horror in public, but you also got the comfort of the public. Mm -hmm. See, I really think everything is, everything is got... Um, a yin and a yang. True, but I don't know if I think if I went through, you know, some of the some tragedies, I, I would want to go through them, you know, without Privately. people knowing. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, well, we don't have the. Um, we just and you do. I mean, you really find me more and totally alone, mm -hmm. and the privacy of your bedroom. You know, that, that's the privacy of your house. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, along those lines, what, what do you think gave you the nerve to say some of the things that you've said about people or Truth. whatever? Truth. Yeah. I only think is I say what I truly think, and that's it. That's I've never said anything I didn't truly believe. Does that make you? Uh, uh, I, I, I'm. I think that makes you uh, different from most of the other people in show business. Well, it just makes me. Um, like me or don't like me, and boy, a lot of people don't like me. Mm -hmm. But thank God, knock on wood, a lot of people do. <laughs> so, so you can't change. And I think one of the reasons they do like me, those that like me, is because I really never bullshit them. You know, mm -hmm. I always say exactly what I truly think and believe. Yeah. Including when Elizabeth Taylor was fat, she was fat. Yes. She was a house. Right. I mean, she, she needed, you know, her gym, her, her slack said pass and don't pass on the back. She was a hefty lady at that point. Uh, uh, but you later went back on the, or did, did you apologize for those things? Am I remembering that correctly? Not or? apologize. I called to see whether or not it would hurt her. Uh-huh. And she told our mutual friend it wasn't hurting her, which is great. Uh-huh. And uh, then when she got thin, uh, then when she went into... We, and then we found out what the whole problem was, that it wasn't just a lady eating and being, you know, fat, that it was a whole drug thing and a whole booze thing. Then, of course, I stopped immediately. Mm -hmm. Then you're not dealing with someone that's just funny. You're dealing with someone that's ill, and that's a whole other thing. Is uh, the mutual friend somebody that's known? Ronnie McDowell. Oh, okay. So, uh, so he basically, you asked him to ask her? Exactly. Uh, I see. Mm -hmm. um, how, how about the new show? Is this a, a, have you mellowed, do you think? Oh, no. I just came from a meeting now. No, 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 not mellowed at all. 
No, just as sassy as ever, I hope. Ah, uh, okay. I... But it's doing very well, and we're all very happy with it. They just sent us a huge cake, our, our distributor. Mm-hmm. Because we got very good numbers last week. How uh, how many sh- uh, stations are picking up the show now? 144. Oh, so that's pretty good for you. Yeah. Because you've been on since not even a year yet. No, oh no, we're on seven months. Seven months. That's and daytime right. takes forever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I know that uh, here, at least, I think you've been moved on one of the, the stations from, from, you know, one hour to another. And which is usually very difficult because people are used to seeing you at a certain time. Yeah. And, and suddenly... Um, I wish you would put where they moved us to then. I, I will, but it's interesting because I'm if I if I'm remembering this correctly, I think you moved into the spot that they they canceled uh, Regis and Kathy Lee, and uh, you you know I'm sure that the people who watch that are probably not the same people who are watching you. Well, you'd be surprised. I think my people um, maybe they just watched them because they didn't have a chance to watch us. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's possible, too. Yeah. Um, the one time that I have been able to catch the show, because I'm not home during the day, but it uh, was the uh, Howard Stern, uh, Angela Bowie oh, that thing. that was so much fun. That was terrific television. Yeah. And, and uh, that was one of the reasons that I asked if you were mellower, because I, I thought the that the Joan Rivers that I would see on The Tonight Show would have would have badgered Angela Bowie a little bit, and I didn't think you did that at all. In fact, it took Howard to... Uh, to <laughs> to badger, yeah. Um, it, 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 is that uh, a mistaken impression on my part? No, it was just um, she had come on so sweet and so good that I was really taken in by that nonsense. Uh-huh. And I was so glad for how, and we were also having fun too. It's like being a friend on, right? And gossiping and dishing. I love it was his idea to say bring her back. Mm-hmm. I was so glad we did. Were you surprised when uh, when he got her to say what she said? No, because it was all in the notes she was going to say that. Uh-huh. I was fuming inside because she had played suddenly so coy. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but the, the, wouldn't the Joan, uh, the Joan Rivers that I've come to know would have would have uh, hammered her for that? Uh, up to a point. You're still doing... You can't be too hard on the guest because... In a sense, your viewer is your guest psychologically. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, they're identifying with the guest. And if you slam everybody hard, the, the viewer won't come back. Yeah. Okay. It's a very thin line to walk. Yeah. Uh, is it different on nighttime than daytime? Well, nighttime is much more entertainment. Mm-hmm. Daytime is much more content. So I enjoy daytime more because you really can do both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one of the we were, uh, we have an article in uh, coming up in our Sunday TV section, I think, written by uh, somebody from the LA Times, and, and he was talking about uh, that the daytime talk shows have become a court, basically that you're you're hearing one side of an issue and pronouncing sentence, and uh, actually used you uh, as the uh, as an example. And uh, if you bear with me for a second, I'll yeah, pull it please. out and uh, tell you exactly what he said. I'll read you a little bit of it. He starts out by saying, it's Howard Rosenberg of the LA Times. He doesn't like me to begin with. Oh, okay. Well, he starts the quote with a quote, uh, quoting you, saying, this is crazy. Why aren't these people in jail? 
Then it says, Joan Rivers is incredulous. She is outraged, and no wonder. She has just heard three divorced parents charge on her syndicated talk show that their young children have been sexually abused while in court-ordered custody of the other parent. Each has told Rivers a similar story of a separate, cold, indifferent judge who had ignored or rejected the evidence presented by the good parent and perpetuated child stay with the bad parent. In effect, America is told this was court-mandated sex abuse. Rivers is beside herself, her face twisted into an expression of intense suffering. She demands to know what's going on here. And then he said, court is what's going on here. TV, talk show court, the TV phenomenon of the 80s. And uh, then it says, lose in real court, take your case to a more sympathetic talk, talk show court. Uh, do you think that uh, he's, he's got a, a point? Up to a point. I think it's just sit with people for 20 minutes, and you know if they're telling you the truth or not. Uh-huh. And I know exactly which case he was talking about. And each lady, it was circumstantial evidence or lawyer's trick or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or we didn't file on time that caused what happened to happen. No, I don't do that unless I really believe what I'm talking about. Okay. Should there be a, another side of the story presented? If they can be or should be. And we're always asking for that. We're having that, as a matter of fact. We had some people that hated their stepfather last week. Mm-hmm. And they're coming on uh, with the stepfather as a rebuttal. Okay. So, so I think, um, again, he's a man and I'm a woman. And I, when I sit with the mothers, I'm telling you we're right. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about courts that are run by men, judges that are men, and things that will not be faced, that judges that would not allow the word sexual abuse to come into the courtroom. So he doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and how dare he judge us? Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you feel like you have to be more of a journalist when you're working in the daytime? Oh, sure. And that's much more fun. Put your brain back to work. Uh, um, do you feel, I imagine you feel qualified. Well, I don't know if I'm qualified as a journalist, but I was an English major as a philosophy minor. I got out of Barnard, and I'm inquisitive. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful. Yeah. I'm... I'm not any stupider than Oprah. <laughs> I'm not any stupider than Sally Jesse. I'm not any stupider than Barbara Walters. Yeah. Okay? Uh, so I think I am qualified perhaps as a major journalist, but I sure think I'm intelligent. I listen. And I try to ask questions that are intelligent. Yeah. If people knew you... Uh uh, privately, do you think that... Uh, they say I'm stupid. No, they're not. <laughs> not, not that you were stupid, but I just have the impression that uh, that at least 50% of it is a put-on, that that you're you're a little more relaxed at home. Well, you're very different with your friends, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's why they're your friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But even, right? but they're your friends, even if you know, even if sometimes you act like a jerk, you know. Yeah, hopefully, they're still your friends. They're so. your friends, and your friends if you don't want to be funny, and they're your friends if uh, you're depressed. I mean, of course. Yeah. Another thing I found in uh, clips while while doing a little research. A lot of um, I, no, more than usual, but not not that much. But anyway, uh, we had in our library a 1968 TV Guide article about you, and uh, one of the things that it was describing was your brand of comedy, and it talked about how you made yourself the victim of all your jokes, and uh, and that that seems to have changed over the years. Is that how is that for an impression? Is that uh, uh, not accurate? really. Um, when you see my act, a lot of it still is. 
I'm not attractive, which is true, and I can't, um, I'm, a lot of it, I am still the victim. But in the beginning, when I first started out, I was called a female Woody Allen. Mm -hmm. They wanted to give me a label. And that was a very easy label for them to give. And it was a lot of stuff. I can't get married. I can't find a husband, which is all true at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the, hey, that's not a bad label, you know. No. <laughs> and, uh, it was a great label. Yeah, really. <laughs> they just didn't know what to call me. So oh, she's a female. What do you want? Yeah, well, if you're going to be compared, you might as well be compared nice to the best, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see what else. Um, and... There, oh, interestingly, uh, another thing that I came upon, and I think this is probably the last thing I came upon that I wanted to ask you about, was uh, there was an article um, where David Letterman was quoted just after you left uh, The Tonight Show saying that he thinks show business may be the one area where burning bridges doesn't mean anything. Oh, I think he's absolutely right. You think he's right? Yeah. I think if they want you, they'll, they'll, they'll come right back for you. Nobody's any malls. Nobody's... Nobody, when they say, but the joke is, I'll never work for you again, dot, 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 unless I have to. Uh, <laughs> and we all know that. Uh, do you think that, uh, would The Tonight Show ever come back to you? Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Um, Stranger things have happened in our business, you know that. And, you know, that's what makes our business, in a way, wonderful. Because it's absolutely serendipitous, if there's such a word. You yeah. just don't. Who's on the phone? You're <laughs> kidding. How much? Okay. <laughs> Has that happened to you before? In different ways. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. can, can you give In me an example? I'm just trying to think. But, um, okay. oh, there have been hotels. That ap I worked for Harris Hotels for a long time mm -hmm. and absolutely didn't want me uh, to headline, didn't want me to headline. I went somewhere else to headline very bitterly. And two years later, they called me up with an incredible deal to come back. And I mean, that goes on all the time. <laughs> so if you can make them money or do some good for them, yes, they'll be happy to course, have you back. Of course. Yeah. Um, and I, I, the last thing that I read about the, the, the Tonight Show flap was, was your side of it, the, uh, the family, was it, no, it's not called Family Weekly, was Hooray, it USC? Yeah, no, was it, was it USA Weekend or something like that? Uh, yeah, it, it's like it's sort of a USA Today format parade magazine that's in right. some newspapers, and and basically it said that that you had actually tried to contact Carson beforehand. Is it? Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. And why why do you think that part of the story never got out? NBC went to work to destroy me, and rightfully so. It's all money. I was going to direct competition with them. Now. You're going to direct competition with them. What do you think they're going to say? This is a wonderful girl, good luck? <laughs> well, you know... It's I, a business. There's millions of dollars. Each rating point is millions of dollars. It, so you it's, know that. Yeah, but it's, millions uh, it's hard dollars. to believe that... They it's don't that want you to through. move in and take six rating points away. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, it's just hard to fathom that it's that cutthroat, you know. Oh, you know, I'll do a show... When I was on, on the Today, Tonight Show, and someone would come on to plug a movie, and if it wasn't on NBC, you could never see what network it was on. Right. And that's that's, that's still true, although, yeah, they true. seem to make jokes about it, but, uh, sure. Okay. It's money. There's, nobody is there for entertainment except the poor, stupid entertainers like me. Uh-huh. They're all there because it's a business. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Johnny Carson? I don't. Yeah. Not at all, huh? Not at all. I'm in such a different life now. I'm sitting here in a, at a hit show, you know, mm -hmm. 
My life is turned around. My daughter is fine. I live in New York City. I don't think about it. I absolutely don't think about it. Did you th did you think at all about just walking away from it after a while? I mean, after uh, the, you know, the, with your husband and with the ta with the, the Tonight Show nonsense and everything, and just saying, "Ah, screw it!" You know, I got enough money; I can live without this. Well, a, I didn't have enough money. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fox never paid me what they promised, uh -huh. and uh, I think there was a big reason why I went back. But no, I um, I knew I'd go crazy sitting home, sitting alone in Connecticut was not where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, did. Did anybody advise you that way, or did everybody say, geez, get back? I had no advisors. I had nobody. Yeah. Uh, what about your daughter? My daughter was a child recovering from a father's suicide. Oh, okay. I, yeah. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to, A, um, I didn't want to give her my problems. My God, she didn't have her own problems. Mm -hmm. uh, on, back to your show, how, how, um, how would you differentiate, if you, if you were going to say what makes your show different from uh, the other daytime shows, aside from you, obviously, is, is oh, there something different? We're not one topic. We're much more fun. Mm -hmm. And you get everything. You get the series of Oprah, and you get the sincerity of Phil, and you get the, um, inc uh, not inquisitive, but the probing of Sally Jesse, and you get the fun of me and the fun of Regis. You get it all mixed into us. And we have four or five subjects a day. It's okay if you don't want to hear about childbirth. Relax. We're going to bring Kirk Douglas out in a second. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and this this may... I don't know how this is going to sound, but it's not meant to sound... Well, I'll just say it. It seems to me that, that over the course of, of time, or your public life, that, that you've gone through more... Uh, as many new Joan Rivers as there were new Nixons, you know? Hysterical. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, is that something that you can you look at that? I mean, do you look back? I haven't even thought about because it, it's just somebody get a handle for a story. Uh huh. Okay. Um, Does that make you know? I'm never. I never change. Um, I grow. Of course, I change when I perform. If you see me on a stage live now. I'm sure I'm different than what you saw five years ago. I hope in five years I'll be different again. You constantly evolve. You look at a painter's work, mm -hmm. and it, obviously it changes, yeah. right? Oh, sure. I'm not comparing myself to any of these two, but you, I could show you an early George O'Keefe and a middle George O'Keefe and a late George O'Keefe. Totally different. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you change. But just by working every day, you hope you're changing. Yeah. And then again, you know, there aren't as many people who have the, the guts to change. But you don't do it consciously. No. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it's, I guess you're right. Yeah, I think about it. I mean, hopefully I'm writing differently than I was five years you ago. Praying you, you're writing much more insightfully, and you're praying you're a better interviewer. Yeah. And you're praying you can understand, oh, this one's snowing me now. Yeah. Well, yeah, right, honey, now let's get the truth here. Yeah. I mean, you hope these things are evolving. Okay. Uh, Arsenio, who replaced you, what do you think of him? Well, I, I asked him to, I, I volunteered him to replace me in the sense that I made him my guest host on Fox. I think there was such a, um, a void. They needed somebody young and quote-unquote hip. You, you don't think Letterman fills that? Um, yes, yeah, I think Letterman fills it brilliantly. Mm -hmm. Brilliantly. I think the only thing wrong with Letterman is too brilliant sometimes. <laughs> I like to think I'm the only one that thinks he's funny. Uh, 
So, so uh, you're now that you've seen Arsenio uh, do this, and and he, his ratings are not as good as yours were. Is that correct? No, no. It's not correct, or they were. It is not. correct. Oh, it is correct. Okay. Oh, no, his ratings are half of my ratings. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of surprising though. I mean, he's had a long time to build an audience base. What do you think of him as an interviewer and a host? Um, I don't know. I never watch late night. Please excuse me. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> when I get home at night, I watch CNN or TNT, or I throw in a tape. Mm -hmm. I, the thing about him, uh, you know, it, the thing I like about you is I think you provoke people. You provoke a reaction. I mean, they may hate you or they may like you, but they, you know, they react. And Arsenio, is, to me, is like milk toast, you know. Well, then he's becoming where all the others are. Yeah. You know, that was a, nobody, um, they're always so frightened to take stands, everybody. Mm -hmm. They're always so frightened, um, because they're always being told, the people have to love you, the people have to love you. I think they like you because of what you are. Yeah, but hell, if they look at what you've gone through, uh, you know, just just career-wise, you know, they got to say, you know, it's, it's just better to, to not step on any toes. Yeah, but it's also nice to know when your head hits the pillow that at least you've been somewhat honest in your life. <laughs> Same totally. Okay. Uh, let me, uh, oh, two other things. One is, this is the first time you've been here since 82, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Isn't that nice? Yeah, it, it's... So what's changed? Uh, oh, well, I don't know if you spent much time here, but it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, I've only been here two and a half years, so... Where'd you come really from? Uh, I'm originally from New York, but I, I was last in uh, Illinois. Did you, you miss New York? Uh, no, not really. I didn't either, but I was away. Yeah. Well, I you know, when I come back, I like to... I like to there are things there that I like to do. I mean, I like to go to the museums, and I like to go to plays, and, and I like, there are restaurants I like to eat at, but I... I can't stand being there anymore. I can't stand crowds. I, you know, you have to enjoy that kind of life. See, but to be in New York, which is what I always wanted since I was a child, mm -hmm. and to have your work in New York and successful work, which the show has turned out to be, um, that's just such a cookie. Yeah. It's great. Oh, I, I have no doubt about that. You know, I mean, if I could be a very successful reporter for the New York Times, I think I'd probably feel differently. Yeah, about it. it was great to come back and take the shot here. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to ask you is if, if you could do it again and you could eliminate the rough parts of your life and keep all the good parts, would you do that? Oh, of course. Of course. If I could eliminate but keep the good parts? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But if I could only have the good parts... By having to go through the rough parts, mm -hmm. then I would say no. I'll go through the rough parts. Okay, I uh, I wondered about that because uh, I did an interview with Carol Channing a week or two ago, and uh, she she told me that she got more out of the, her real Broadway failure than she ever got out of any any of her successes. Nonsense. I mean, that's <laughs> that's nonsense. Uh -huh. I'd rather be in Hello Dolly than the other one. Whatever it was. Well, it was called the Vamp, but she said that uh, that she learned more oh, as an actress from yeah. that than than she did from from being in Hello Dolly. You learn, but uh, you put your through pain. Of course, you learn, and you learn to enjoy your success more. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, okay, just one other thing, and that is, uh, That's is fine. there anything? I'm in no rush. Oh, okay. Do you want to tell uh, people anything about your show or? Uh... It's funny. It's a good hour. Uh, you get your money's worth. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy performing. I hope you enjoy watching.
Okay. Uh, that sounds fine. That's that's really all I need. Are you married or single? I'm married. Good. And where's your wife from? Uh, she's from Connecticut. So how does she like moving all over the world with you? Uh, it, since she has a good job here, she likes it. But <laughs> I think she has not liked uh, moving so much. Yeah, because that's a killer. Yeah, I think we've moved uh, five times in the last seven years or so and so she's not not enjoyed that at all yeah but you can't blame her no no I don't blame her but you know you gotta move if you're, if you're gonna get a good job oh absolutely gotta keep hey, moving that's it I mean that's that's the, the name of the game until you write your first book and then you can live anywhere yeah <laughs> I think that one's a little ways away yeah. but. the first book is the first screenplay then you can say oh, and he lives in Barbados yeah <laughs> that's okay yeah. was it hard for you to write write the books Everything's hard for me. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing comes easily. You know, uh, and I look at my friends and knock something out. And I go, well, that's them. Can't everything. I, I slave over everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I'm just wondering how you do it. <laughs> I really have no idea that's how you energy. do it. I swear to God, God gave me a lot of extra energy here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I guess so. I mean, I guess that's what it must be. Cause... I just say, what do you mean you're tired? Come on, let's climb the mountain. <laughs> a friend of mine reminded me, we were all over Europe with my husband one year. But I mean, really, tourist time, right? Through Versailles and through Fountain Balloon. I mean, everything in one day. And we got back to the hotel in Paris. He said, and you walk the stairs up to the suite. <laughs> mm -hmm. I started laughing, so I forgot that. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's good to have a lot of energy. Good to have a lot of energy. Yeah. Anyway, well, I appreciate your time, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your show. I look forward to seeing you there. Um, come back and say hello if you're there. I will. Okay? I will. Absolutely. I'll be the one stuffed into the dress because I'm fat. <laughs> okay. Uh, will Elizabeth Taylor may be making jokes about Elizabeth you? Elizabeth Taylor's so happy. Yeah. She saw what I look like now in the dress. <laughs> That's what's making her get better in the hospital. I'll send her a picture. Yeah. Is, is the weight gain uh, a result of being happy or is it being successful? It's the weight gain working 18 hours a day on the television show. Uh -huh. And, you know, pizzas come in and fans send you food. Oh, yeah? Today somebody just sent me wonderful cookies. Uh -huh. And you go, I won't eat these. And they sit on the desk, well, <laughs> maybe just 10. Geez, you're in New York. Aren't you afraid to eat what a fan sent? Uh, no, because we let the secretary eat it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like her. Hey, Alan. Have a cookie, dear. <laughs> and um. then we watch, and if she keeps on typing the same pace for an hour, we try it. <laughs> Okay. Well, I will come definitely come back and say Please hi. Please come back and say hello. Okay. Thank nice you very much. Thank you again for hanging around. Sorry. That's quite all right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tapes Archive podcast. Please remember you can always find more information about the show and the individual episodes at our website, thetapesarchive.com. Until next time, the vault is closed.